Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I would like to share about vision. And very important topic for all of us this morning is to know, is to understand about the vision that God has given to each and every one of us. You know, most of the time in our Christian walk, we fail or we are not succeeding because at times we lose our vision. There are churches, they are not doing well. There are churches, they are not able to grow because they do not realize their vision. The moment that vision that God has given us fades away from our minds, we, we do not really know where we are heading towards. And this title my message as threefold vision. Old vision. I'm sure it's a unique message. You would not have heard this anywhere else. M- most of the messages in that way. So this is I'm t- going to talk about threefold vision that God has given to each and every one of you. Each and every one of us has threefold vision in our lives. When we say threefold vision, we are going to talk about the vision that God has given about you, the vision that God has given about your family, and the vision that God has given about to you about the nation. Just want you to repeat with me the vision that God has given about you. Tell me, tell that, tell that along with me. Just be active, just don't sleep. The vision that God has given to you, to me, about you, first of all, and secondly, about the family, and thirdly about the nation. Let's do it again. The vision that God has given me about myself, about my family, and about my nation. You know, these are the three components that God has put already in our hearts. And today what we are going to do is, we are just going to dig those components that is hidden in our minds and see what is the vision that God has put in your mind about your future and your family and your nation. In order to base this message, you know, I just want to take you through a couple of scriptures from the Word of God. It's all about you and your family or your people and your nation. It's all about us and our family and our nation. Let's take the life of Abraham. Let's quickly go to Genesis chapter 22, verses 17 and 18. Genesis 22, verses 17 and 18. Scripture says, Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. You know I want you to turn your attention quickly to the scriptures and see the three component there. God is talking about Abraham you that means you and God is talking about Abraham's seed that means his people our people our family and God is also talking about in your seed all the nations you know we are talking about the three components of the vision it's about you your family and your nation and God is telling Abraham I will bless you and I will bless your family. I will multiply your seed. And I will also bless your nation. Let's move to another scripture right away. Let's go to Esther. The book of Esther. Chapter 4. Verses 13 and 14. 
I'm trying to base my message on these scriptures today to think about the vision that God has given to you and your family and your nation. Esther chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. Verse 14, Esther chapter 4. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. Word of God is talking about Jews, the nation. But you, talking about Esther, and your father's house will perish, her family. Again, we see the three components. Esther, Esther's father's house is her family and the nation. So here God is raising Mordecai when King Agasuerus commanded, declared, saying that all the Jews need to be killed. Mordecai came in the picture and he spoke to Esther saying that, Deliverance may come from the Jews for somewhere else, from somewhere else. But you and your household will perish if you keep silent. Again, God is talking about you, your household, and the nation. Let's move again to another scripture in the, in the book of Ruth. Chapter 1, verse 16. Ruth, chapter 1, verse 16. Scripture says, but Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you. Or in other words, I beg you, I pray to you, not, don't tell me to leave you. Or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Again in this chapter, Ruth is telling Naomi, saying that do not just ask me to go back to my country. When Naomi was willing to get, come out of Moab, as she lost both the sons there, both the daughter-in-laws, they were clinging on to Naomi, saying that we are not going to, we are not, we are, we are not going to settle down in Moab because Naomi is telling Ruth and uh, the, the other women to settle down in Moab. But Ruth eventually was holding on to Naomi and telling, "Please do not ask me to leave you. Wherever you go, I will go, and whoever is your people." They are my people. Again, we see the word of God is talking about the people, about Ruth and the people and the nation of Judea. Let's take it further, maybe to one more scripture before we get into the word of God, before getting the message. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Here Joshua is standing in front of the children of Israel and he is talking to the nation there. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You know, you see again three components. Joshua is addressing to the nation, and he's telling that me and my household we will serve the Lord. You know, God has already invested in each and every one of our lives something concerning your life and something concerning your family and something concerning the nation. And this morning I pray, Lord may help us to visualize, our Lord may help us to bring that vision alive in our lives so that we will know what the Lord God has to do with our family and with our own life and to within our nation. Let's talk about our vision this morning a little bit. You know, God has put a vision in all our hearts. 
You know, none of, can, none of us can deny that. And as I said, that vision is about us, and that vision is about our family, and that vision is also about our nation. You know, today, if God has to use each and every one of us, we need to be clear about what is the vision that God has given to each and every one of us. What is that aim? What that we are working towards? What, they, what that we want to become one day? You know, God has to make that very, very clear to each and every one of us this morning. We are not talking in terms of material. We are not talking in material terms, but we are going to talk about, we want to find out in terms of what God, we have something to do with Christ Jesus in our lives. Not in the material terms, but in terms of what to do, what we want to do by Christ being the center in everything that we do. We are not thinking about, you know, how luxurious we want to become, how materialistic we want to become. We are not going to talk about that. We are going to talk about what Christ has, what Jesus has concerning our lives and our family and our nation, which already he has put in our minds. The kind of impact that we want to make today in our lives, in our family, and in our nation, we are going to talk about you know, what kind of impact that God expects us to make you know, in our own life, in our family, and in our nation when we walk with the Lord. You know, at times, depending on our walk with the Lord, the vision of God becomes clear. When we walk with the Lord, the vision of God becomes so real in our lives. You know, most of the time, we have a plan. We make a plan for our life. And at times that plan may not materialize and eventually we will realize that God already had some other plan about us. And the more we delay it, the more we become late to realize the vision of God, the will of God in our lives, we would have already wasted our lives. Some of us sitting here, including our lives, God had a totally different vision. God had totally different plan. When we were conceived in the womb of our mothers, all of us. But we walked away from God. I don't know how many years we were not with God. How many years we were not serving God. You know, the God's initial plan has not materialized in our lives. I don't say all of our lives, but some of our lives. But then later on we realize, time is running out. And I need to just go and join the army of God. I need to find myself somewhere in the plan of God. We come back again in the will of God. And we try to align ourselves. And time is, it is already late. Because we already moved after the original plan of God. Now we struggle. We struggle. We take roundabouts. And we go, go over and over. We circle over and over. In order to come back to the plan of God. But our God is so merciful. He still has a plan for us. He still has a plan for us. I would say some of time, sometimes we may not be able to come back to that original plan that God had for us. But God has an alternate plan. And we are able to work in that alternate plan. Eventually we, we can make it. But you know what? That plan, the alternate plan and being plan may not be that glorious as God had, the original plan that God had in our lives. You know, that's the reason it is important to accept Lord Jesus Christ in our childhood and grow in the presence of God as Samuel did. And the prophecy came right there when Samuel was, you know, left in the presence of God. He started prophesying. He started prophesying. You know, God expects our children to grow in that way. When they are in the presence of God, when they grow in the presence of God, we make sure they will not deviate from the original plan of God so that their future will be built up. And today we are going to talk about, Lord, still I have a vision in my life. You put a vision in my life. 
And I want to understand that vision in my life. And I want to know what is that plan that you have concerning me, at least for the remaining days of my life. You know, when we do that, we will foresee exactly what God sees about our future. Let's talk about a couple of minutes. What is vision? What is vision? As I put it that way, God's vision, our godly vision, is a lens with which we use to interpret the plan of God concerning our lives. You know, today people have different visions in this world. Not all of them are godly. When we have godly vision, I'm not talking about seeing something, I'm talking about something that God is impressing in our minds. Something that God wants us to do for certain, but we are just escaping out of it. You know, that's the vision of God. A vision is a lens that helps us to interpret the plan of God concerning our lives. The vision that God gives us helps us to bridge our present to the future so that we know what is going to happen in the future. Vision, vision is not always just dreaming about our future, but it is also doing something about our future. You know, most of the time God tells us what we want to be and what our family wants to be, what our church wants to be, what our nation wants to be. But most of the time we dream about it. But we will not do anything. But this morning God is telling us, I give you a vision. I want you to work towards it. Someone puts it this way. This is what he said. A man without vision is a man without future. A man without future will always return to his past. You know, that says if you do not have a vision, we try to do something and eventually it will not take us further. We will again come back to the same position where we are. You know, many times we would have realized in our lives. We try to do that in this year. From the beginning of year, we take a decision. And this is what we want to do. At the end of this year, if we turn back and see, we are still in the same position. That's because we do not have a vision. You know, when we do not have vision, Scripture says, people perish. People perish. Proverbs 29 verse 18. Scripture says, I'm reading it from King James Version. Proverbs 29 18. Where there is no vision, people perish. Where there is no revelation, people perish. You know, today our spiritual life dries up the moment we start receiving from God. The spiritual life becomes so dry and so dull the moment we stop receiving the revelation of God. And this morning I believe that God is about to reveal something about our future and our family and our nation. What is that vision that God has for you? Let's talk about that you component first. What is the vision that God has concerning us? That's what we are going to ask. You know, when we bury the vision that God has given to us, nothing will happen. You know, that vision can be easily buried in our lives. When we started our walk with the Lord, we had a zeal. We were saying that, Lord, I want to go as a missionary. I want to go as a missionary. But then eventually that vision gets buried. Let's forget about the past. Think about today. Think about what is going on in our lives. When we are in the presence of God, we take certain decisions and we decide, Lord, this is what I want to do. But you know what? The moment we go out, the vision that God has given to us easily gets buried. Why? The moment we go out, we go into the reality and sickness comes on our way. Financial struggle comes on our way. People come on our way. Somebody comes and, you know, unnecessarily shout over us. Someone comes and hugs us, you know, as we drive over. And we get discouraged why this happens. Why this happens, Lord? Why this happens? Our vision gets buried easily. And when the vision gets buried, 
We will again dig it up only next Sunday morning. When we come into the presence of God, we will just wipe over it. We just blow and, you know, clear it off. And then see, oh, this is what God spoke to me last week. I didn't do anything about it. And every week it goes. Last week's sermon becomes old today. Right? So if I go and take my last week's sermons, ah, I don't want to preach that over again. Because it becomes old already. And we don't apply any of those things. And they just want, we want new things. We want new things. You know, the vision God has given can get easily buried. Generally, we say, if we are not clear where we are going, we will never get there. We will never get there. And this morning, there is a vision that God has given to you. And it is important that we need to understand. You know, some of us have a way of living. The way we live is, we just take things as it happens. And I used to do that at some point of time. We just take things as it happens. The reason why I say is, whatever we plan, it's not going to happen anyway. Then why to plan, right? I don't know whether how many of you say that. Whatever we plan, it will not happen anyway. Then why to plan about it? Just take things as it comes, right? So that's not vision. That's not really vision. Then again, we are missing something there. You know, sometimes we try to understand, but we don't see clearly. Sometimes we try to follow, Lord, but we don't still understand what God wants me to do. Sometimes we still question, Lord, why you brought me to this nation, but still we are not clear. That's what we talk about, blurred vision, right? If you have gone for any, uh, any vision checkup, the doctor will do an eye checkup and tell you, you have blurred vision. Sometimes you will say we have different things. We have astigmatism and we have, we have uh, glaucoma or you know, various other things. The doctor will come and say. At times we have difficulty in focusing. When we read the scriptures, we have difficulty. Probably we need a reading glass. Right? Like yesterday, yesterday, Sister Mercy was testifying, saying that, you know, God has reduced her only to the reading glass. She doesn't need any other glass. But then we still need a reading glass to read because we need to focus our vision. At times we get distracted with so many other things. That simply means we are losing our vision. Even now when I speak, do you get distracted? Yes? Yes? It's possible, right? It's possible. You know, at times we are, we are not able to focus on one thing. That means we have blurred vision. We have difficulty in focusing. We are losing our vision. You know, that's what exactly happens in our spiritual realm too. We lose our vision very, very easily. But you need to remember that God has created with a purpose, us with a purpose. Each and every one of us <coughs> are created with a purpose in our lives. What is the vision that God has about our lives? Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It's simple scripture. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I'm just reading it from NIV. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. God says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. Plans to give you hope and future. You know, this morning, none of us are hopeless. I don't know, you know, how deep we go at times, you know, people go so deep and they say, I do not have any hope in my life. I lost all my things and all my life is lost. I do not have any hope. But you know, this scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, just comes on the top of their head and God speaks to them saying that I still have a plan for you. You know, it doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't really matter how old we are. God still has a plan about us. A person who is about to die, even there are two seconds left out, God still has a plan. And what is that plan? Within that two seconds, someone can be saved through that man. And even at the death, someone can be brought to the cross. God has a plan for about each and every one of us. 
Only thing is if God's plan become our vision. If God's plans become our vision, we will not hesitate even to take the toughest path that we are going through in our lives. You know, at times we worry, we murmur, we complain about all the discouragement and disappointments and the difficulties of our life. Why? Because God's plan has not become our vision yet. You know, once God's plan becomes our vision, we know whatever I go through, I do it for God. You know, we, we, we stumble upon this at times. Our, our, you know, our failures at times makes us worry that's simply because our vision is something different. Our vision is not God's plan. When our vision is aligned with God's plan, things will become easy. And this morning, the question that we need to ask about ourselves is, what is that vision that I have about my life? You know, in the presence of God, I want to ask you this question. Do you know what you want to become in Christ? Five years down the line, 10 years down the line, two years down the line, we need to have a vision. We need to have a vision. We all need to have a vision about what we want to become in Christ Jesus. What we want to become for God. What we want to do for God. We need to have the vision of God. It may not be 100% accurate. It may not be 100% in alignment with the plan of God. But God is telling you this morning that you need to have a vision. This vision is very, very important. Let's move further. Not only the vision about our future. What about the vision about our family? What about our vision about our family? How do we live our life to those values that we consider as value? You know, there are certain Christian values in our lives that we define. The question that we need to ask is, am I living, not only me, am I, my family, is my family living with that core values that I consider, I value? What are the values that we consider? Going to church, maybe. Giving to God, bringing children, making children to read and you know memorize the scriptures, making you know us participate in the in the work of God. There are certain values. Every night praying before meal, every night praying before sleep. You know there are so many disciplines, so many values that we bring in. Somebody says, you know, I will not turn on the television on Sunday morning, right before we go to church. Otherwise, children want to go and sit in front of the television. I don't, I don't turn on my television set on Sunday morning. Or even soul Sunday, I will not do it. On Wednesday, I will make sure there is a Bible study happens in my home. I will, there are many core values that we build. If we do not have a vision for our family, we will not live up to the core values that we consider as core values. You know, at times, in times of marriage, you know, once we get married, the individual vision, there are two people, they are getting united in marriage. And there are two visions. At times, they are together. They, they may be same or most of the time, they are different visions they have. Because they are two different individuals. They are brought together in marriage. And when they come together, they, of course, they have an individual vision for their life as an individual and also they have a combined vision for their family. A couple without a combined vision for their family, they will not be able to live a life that satisfies the core values that we consider. You know, as a parents, if we do not have a <coughs> excuse me, vision for raising our kids, they will not live up to the core values that we consider as core values. If we don't have a vision for our kids, I want my children to raise in this way. I want my children to go to the church. I want my children to learn the word of God. I want my children to sing. I want children, my children to, you know, do so many things. 
which we consider is important. If we do not have a vision for our children and for our family, they will not come up to what our expectation. And today we need to ask, what is the vision of my family? You know, it doesn't matter whether we are married or not. Even before marriage, God is expecting us to think about what is the core value of my family is going to be. Because that is going to define when you, that is going to define you, define the way you select your partner at times. You know, it is very important to have a vision and to have a combined vision that will help us to take our family further. What about the vision of our extended families? You know, some of our family members are not saved yet. Some of our family members are not walking with God. Do we have a vision about them? And this morning God is asking us, what are you going to do with your family? Because I saved you from such a condition. And today I'm going to ask you, ask in your hands about your family members and their life, their commitment to God. And what is your vision? God has given us a vision for our family. And this morning the question God is asking us is, what is that we are going to do with that vision in our lives? There are a couple of things that we can do that may help us as a vision for our family. If God has a vision for your family, and if he has put that vision in your heart, God is asking us to influence our family. How can we influence God? There are many different ways we can influence God. Sorry, we can influence our family for God. There are a couple of things I have put it, put it here. Number one, we can influence our family by honoring God. Now, once you honor God, the way you honor God, the family is going to come to an understanding that that man, he belongs to our family, and now I realize the way he honors God. Once he was not honoring God, he was walking away from God, but now I realize he started coming to God, and he started doing the things of God. There is something in his life. I see a difference in his life. Because the way he is honoring God, the way he is giving importance to church, the way he is giving importance to the work of God, the way he is upholding the ministries and the ministers of God, there is something that I need to learn. God is asking you to influence your family. You know, I can hear many testimonies, the way people looked at your life, or you looked at somebody's life, and you gave your life to God, and you started walking with God. You know, God has given a vision for each and every one of us. Secondly, by praying for them. By praying for them. God wants us to pray for them. Some of our family members, their eyes are not opened yet. They have a very narrow vision. They're not blind. They have a very narrow vision. They don't have exposure to the entire truth of the word of God. They're not able to walk in the truth of God. And God is asking you this morning, what is your vision concerning your family members? Do you pray for them? Do you pray for their salvation? Do you pray that their eyes will be opened? Do you pray the vision that God has given you, the, the, the revelation that God has given to you about scriptures? Do you pray that they need to get you a, that same kind of revelation? And this morning, if you have a vision for your family, God is asking you to pray for them regularly. You know, our prayers will never go vain. Our prayers will bring its reward. And we will see that with our very own eyes. Thirdly, we can also encourage them. If God has given a vision about your family members, you know, instead of calling them over phone and telling them, you need to do this, do this, do that, try to encourage them to grow in the Lord. You know, our vision will help us to encourage others, especially the family members, and they will just get, you know, get attached with us. Otherwise, they will go away from us. Every time when you call, oh, this man is going to tell this. He will say that, 
Have you got baptized? Have you got, uh, you know, do you take communion regularly? Do you this, do this, do that? You know, that's what he's going to ask you. I'm not going to take the phone. You know, instead, when you call, if that is a word of encouragement, you know, slowly encourage them and lead them to the, in the path of righteousness. And God is asking us, if we have a vision, we will do that for our family members. You know, at times, the family becomes important in the church of God. God worries about our family members too. Not just us alone. Fourthly, we can also live as a role model. We can live a role model. Today, people will look at us and they will find us and they will realize that I want to live like him. I want to live like her. Now, I just want to quote two scriptures. I just want to read that for you from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12. These scriptures are asking us to leave a role model in our family so that our family members, including our children, including our spouses, will come to God by looking at our good work. That's what scripture says. First Peter 2.12 Having your contact honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as you will do us, they may, by your good works, which they observe, Glorify God in the day of visitation. Scripture says, people around us, the Gentiles, maybe some of our family members too, they will observe our good works and they will glorify God and they will come to God as 1 Peter 2.12 says. Let's read one more scripture. 1 Peter 3 verse 1. 1 Peter 3 verse 1. I'm, I feel like preaching to the families now. Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be worn by the conduct of their wives. Scripture says, the way you submit yourself to the authority of your husband, as God made that authority, the way you obey to your husband, even if the husband is ungodly, even if the husband is not seeking God, by your obedience, you can win that soul. That's what scripture says. You know, the way God wants us to influence our family is by our behavior, our good work. And this morning, God is talking about the vision that God has put in your life for your family. And do we live up to the expectation of God so that our family, our children, our spouses, our extended family can live up to the core values that we consider as core values in the sight of God. Finally, the vision that God has put in our minds concerning our nation. You know, I believe God has done this irrespective of, you know, who we are. God has put a vision in our minds concerning our nation. And I believe these days God is making that burden so heavy upon our lives. As we hear about so many atrocities that are happening, you know, God is putting that burden in our heart to pray for the nation. And this morning we are here to understand what is that vision that God has put in my mind concerning the nation. God has not only given a vision about our lives. God has not only given a vision about concerning our families, God has also given us a vision concerning our nation. When we say our nation, we are talking about our community, our neighborhood, our society, our, our own people, people who belong to our same 
same system, whatever. Our, our people who belong, who speak the same language, you know, many different ways we can define the community or our neighbors, people who are living in our neighborhood. God has put a vision in our hearts about the nation. What other vision can be? Simple visions. Vision of people coming to Christ. Vision of people coming and following Lord Jesus Christ. Vision of God using our lives to touch the lives around, to touch the people around in our community. You know, God has put the vision in our hearts this morning. God, so that, you know, we are able to see God, people coming to God. You know, if we do not have the vision, we do not work towards it. You know, today, most of the time, our Christianity has become coming to church on Sunday and going to work and do our things. Very seldom we realize that we have a responsibility towards the nation, towards the community. And this morning, God is questioning us. God is asking us, what is our vision concerning the nation? You know, the final commandment that Jesus left when before he was caught up into the heavens, go and preach the gospel to all the creations. Go and preach the gospel. You know, that is the final commandment. Today, if I don't obey that commandment, if I don't do that, there is nothing else God can do about us because that's a total disobedience to God. That's a total disobedience to God. <clears throat> there are many churches that are getting close simply because they don't obey. Because they showed a total disobedience to God, not sharing the gospel with anybody, but having only church and only functions and only celebrations, they just have church for themselves. They feel that they enjoy every day. But what is the final commandment that God left with us? Go and preach the gospel. And if we do not do it, we don't obey. And God is about to close the churches. There are churches which are getting closed. That's simply because they do not obey the gospel. They do not obey the final commandment. But this morning, God is asking us, what is the vision in each and every one of our minds concerning the nation? We want to see people coming to Lord Jesus Christ. We want to see our lives touching somebody else. You know, these are some of the visions. The vision of standing in the gap and interceding and praying for the nations. There may be other visions that God has already put in our mind. You know, at times God expects us to work that, you know, work that out in silence. We may not do it outwardly. We may not share the gospel by doing outreach, open air meeting. But we do it once, one to one. We do it just one to one. We go to a family and meet them and just speak with them and share the word of God. Share the gospel. We meet somebody on the way, you know, and we share the word of God. You know, I heard about Benson, you know, doing that at some point of time. I, I heard about, you know, when the moment he gets hold of somebody, he, he will not leave them without sharing the gospel. You know, that's a good thing that we need to do. God expects us to do that. God, God has to give that burden in our hearts to do that. If we do not do it, God will just blow us out. God will just blow us out because there is nothing good for our existence because we are defeating the purpose of the church just be by being a church and this morning God is putting the vision in our heart to share the news to somebody else you know that's what it is very very important when we get opportunity to share we need to share when we get an opportunity to invite we need to invite it doesn't matter whether they are coming or not it is our responsibility to over and over we need to just tell them we need to just remind them you know what God does God brings them to a point of need at some time then they will look at you last 10 times when we 
rejected, they never turn back to you. But now they will look at you. They will listen to you. Because God will already work. The moment we initiate one step, God will initiate another step in their lives. You know, God expects us to have that vision for this nation. And this morning, God is speaking to each and every one of us. You know, if what God spoke to Jeremiah, if you can just realize, if you can understand, I believe that may be an encouragement to us. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. When God called Jeremiah, he came out with too many excuses. He said, Lord, I'm a child. And he said, Lord, I cannot speak. But you know what God, this is what God told him. Jeremiah 1.5. God just, I, would have, I believe that God just laughed at him. And God laughed at him, Jeremiah, and he said, Before I formed you in the womb of your mother, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Can you imagine? Someone getting ordained in the womb. Someone getting ordination in the womb. In the womb, there was an ordination service. For whom? For Jeremiah. And what kind of ordination it was? That Jeremiah was getting ordained as a prophet. The same way John the Baptist was ordained in the womb of his mother. When he was in the womb, in the, in the womb of his mother, he was ordained as a foreigner of Lord Jesus Christ. In the same way here we see Jeremiah getting ordered, ordained as a prophet to the nation. You know how much more God has invested in each and every one of us. What is that vision that God has put in our lives concerning our nation? I believe this morning God may make that very clear to our lives. There is something that God wants you to do that nobody else can do. Because that calling is unique in your lives. That calling is unique in your life. And then God is asking you to hold on to that. It may not appear in surface right now, but God will do it. Because I believe, because what God said in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. Let's read verse. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. God said, can you get the verse on the screen? Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. I just want you to take, want to take you through the word by word. For the vision... There is a vision concerning you. There is a vision concerning your family. There is a vision concerning your nation. That vision is there already. And that vision is for an appointed time. It may not happen just all of a sudden. But God is asking you to hold on to that vision because it will happen. But at the end, it will speak. It will speak. And it will not lie. God has never lied. Because he said, I chose you for a purpose, for a purpose. And through the enemy is trying to defeat that purpose. And when you turn yourself away from me, you get defeated. And when you bury your vision with your problems, you get defeated. But then I will never lie. That vision will never lie. Though it tarries, even it delays, even if it delays, just wait for it. Just wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. It will surely come. And this morning I believe that God has spoken to you about a vision concerning your future, concerning your family, and concerning the nation. If you can hold on to that vision and ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do? And I believe God will open that to you. God will show that to you. And you will hold on to that. And you will start working towards it. You know, nothing comes but just, just by magic. Nothing comes just by itself. We need to work for it. We need to move towards it. We need to work hard towards it. And this morning, God is telling you, God is speaking to you and telling you, even though it delays, it will happen. Can you just believe in God this morning for a vision for your future, for a vision for your future?
corporately and a vision for the nation. Amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.